Hello and welcome to another episode of Cypherma Research Podcast. Today, we'll be discussing major expectations from geopolitics in 2024, as reported on by the Cypherma Research Team. Cypherma combines cyber intelligence with attack surface discovery and digital risk protection to deliver early warning, personalized, contextual, outside-in, and multi-layered insights. We have built the next generation of AI-powered threat intelligence platform called External Threat Landscape Management, ETLM, to provide cyber defenders with the hacker's view to help clients prepare for impending attacks. Cypherma is headquartered in Singapore with offices in Japan, India, the US, and the EU. Customers include both governments as well as Fortune 500 companies across manufacturing, financial services, retail, industrial products, natural resources, and pharmaceutical industries. Let's talk about the geopolitics in 2024. In 2024, more people will go to the polls around the world than at any other time in history, more than 4 billion people in nearly 80 countries. Large but imperfect democracies such as India, Indonesia, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Russia, Mexico and the United States will go to the polls, while Europeans will be selecting representatives to the European Parliament. Apart from the later elections in the United States, perhaps the most important election of the year, took place on 13 January, when Taiwan elected a new president. The new president's William Lai's manifesto speaks of efforts to further the international recognition of the country's de facto independence, which displeases Beijing. The year 2024 could thus begin with a crisis in the Taiwan Strait. While no surprises are expected from the Indian elections, and none can be expected from the Russian ones, the outcome of the US elections represents the great unknown. Although former President Trump is currently the favorite in a large number of swing states, predicting the outcome now would be a fool's errand. All that is certain is that we are in for a strong AI-enabled disinformation-heavy disruptive influence by outside players like Russia. Iran or China injecting further fuel to the flame of nasty domestic politics. The likely outcome is further institutional weakening of the United States. The president is likely to face a divided Congress in which he will not have a majority, leading to another period of fractious and ineffective government. In 2023, after the failed Ukrainian counter-offensive, the war moved into an attritional phase with small front movements but still high casualties. Ukraine has been more successful in breaking Russia's Black Sea blockade and attacking targets in Crimea and on Russian territory, but Putin has managed to move the country onto war footing and is expanding military production, albeit of weapons that are outdated and unsophisticated. Russia and Ukraine will certainly continue to pursue their military objectives in the field, but as in the past year, it is unlikely that a decision will be made this year and on the battlefield. Given the state of affairs, however, the outcome of the war may well be decided at the polls in the West. Thanks in part to a lack of support and political stalemate on the part of the United States and the EU, Ukraine did not have enough weapons, equipment or ammunition to punch a hole in Russia's well-fortified defensive lines on occupied territory during the 2023 counter-offensive. Ukraine's entire summer offensive was made possible only by an extraordinary shipment of artillery shells from South Korea or a transfer between the warehouses of Korea and the US and the US and Ukraine, and with the EU unable to adequately ramp up production due to its overwhelming bureaucracy and political impotence, Ukraine will be on the short end of the stick for the rest of this year. But even Russian forces do not have the material superiority, morale, training, command and offensive combat capability to make significant gains in any counter-offensive of their own. 
Russia is likely to use cyber as a new and crucial frontier of the war as it can gain massively from relatively small investments into Russia appeasers in the upcoming elections. Furthermore, attacks on critical infrastructure are possible. The recent decision by the world's shipping companies to avoid Red Sea attacks and take the longer and more costly 18th-century route around Africa is just the latest reminder of the fragility of the global trading system. This theme is likely to be even more pronounced in 2024. But logistical problems are only a small part of the problems of global trade, which will be the main economic challenge of the coming years. At the heart of the problem will be growing tensions in the West over overinvestment and overproduction in Chinese industry. While Chinese President Xi Jinping seeks to address the problem of flagging economic growth and the exhaustion of the country's existing economic model, mercantilist tendencies will grow in the US and EU, putting barriers in China's way. In 2024, the Chinese economy will continue to face domestic and international challenges. These challenges include significant overall over-indebtedness, anemic domestic demand, ailing demographics, or Western policies of de-risking, and friends whoring, that is shifting production of some sensitive technologies and products away from China, reducing dependence on the Chinese supply chain, and limiting Beijing's access to high technology, e.g. the most sophisticated chips and the technology to make them, and some markets. As we had warned last year, any potential move by the West to a more balanced trade relationship with China diminishing overt IP transfer would likely push China to double down on covert efforts to illegally gain competitor intellectual property, the main tool of which would be cyber espionage. China is a global champion in using cyber attacks as a tool of statecraft, and the hands-on role of the government in the economy only reinforces the drive to use cyber attacks for IP theft, even in matters that are of no military or dual use. China has a bigger hacking program than that of every other major nation combined, and any large company and industries outlined in Chinese development plans will need to invest into external threat landscape management solutions to stay ahead of relentless and repeated assaults by Chinese hackers. As far as the Middle East is concerned, the last thing President Biden wants and needs is more war in the Middle East as he tries to save Ukraine and not lose influence in Europe, contain China in the Pacific, while campaigning for his re-election. Washington's tacit agreement with Tehran to ease frictions last summer was intended to delay a nuclear or other regional crisis, but without giving Iran formal sanctions relief, it has come across as Washington caving in to the Ayatollahs ahead of the U.S. election. Washington has sought to prevent the war from spreading by a show of force, sending two carrier groups to the Mediterranean and expending enormous diplomatic capital, though Biden has not yet pressed Israel to take the single step that would most substantially reduce the risk of war, an end to the fighting. The most dangerous hotspot this year is likely to be the Israeli-Lebanese border. Since the 7th of October, Hezbollah and Israel have been exchanging rocket fire at an ever-increasing pace, with Hezbollah trying to tie down the Israeli army in place without crossing the line of open warfare that the two sides briefly fought in 2006. This tension could be gaining momentum. Although the US, Israel, Iran and Lebanon do not want a war, much could go wrong especially if the Israeli campaign in Gaza continues and Hezbollah operates weakly on home soil. To read the full report please visit cypherma.com research. That's all for today, thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast, and we'll see you soon with another research topic. This is the Cypherma research team signing off.